y'all. Welcome to the podcast today. So glad that you're tuning in. Stay strong, 31. I love my life. I realize all may not love theirs. Life is mysterious. How did we get here? I'd offer a helping hand, but I'm busy getting ahead. You have a vested interest in the business arrangement. To both parties, there's something to lose. Read more books. Learn something new every day. Keep fighting and stay focused. Keep going for yours. Never let the hate get to you. Surround yourself with people who uplift you. Fun, simple, magical. That is from the blog, davidatl.wordpress.com. Guys, a couple Yiddish words. You've got to have Yiddish in your business. Shalak. Drek. Bupkis. All have slightly different literal meanings, but I use them of no somewhat interchangeably to mean junk or something limited of no value. Bupkis. That presentation was nothing but chazerai. What did I get out of it? Bupkis. Kvetch. Either a noun or verb meaning complain in a harpy kind of way. Business application. Frank is such a covet. She is just never happy. Chutzpah. Nerve. As in, wow, he has some nerve. He missed all his goals this quarter and asked for his full bonus and a raise. Now that takes a real chutzpah. Lifehacker.com. How to code. Top three must-see gymnastics movies on Netflix. Chalk it up. A second chance. Raising the ball. Full out. Chalk it up. Super girly girls dumped by her boyfriend. She decides to do everything she can to get him back by building a college gymnastics team. Quickly learning she's capable of a lot more than getting an MRS degree. Full Out, Ariana Berlin movie, a 2016 drama young adult TV movie based on the life story of an American gymnast, Ariana Berlin. Berlin's Olympic aspirations are crushed after a debilitating accident. From reddit.com. Out here in the Chattanooga, living life. life. Redditors and ask Reddit, Redditors and hiring positions, what small things immediately make you say no to the potential employee? Why? I did a lot of phone interviewing of potential candidates at my last job. There's nothing like hearing the tickety-tack of a keyboard after each question. Like, holy shit, dude, get a quiet keyboard if you're going to do that shit. The most fun is hearing other voices whispering in the background. I guess they show the candidate is all about teamwork. What are your hobbies? You are having network connection issues. Talking about your broccoli and chocolate diet to improve your telekinesis. This happened about 15 years ago. Showing up late for an interview already puts you in the hole. Not addressing it or apologizing for it will make it complete. Turn a negative into a positive and show you have accountability. Not addressing it shows you don't have respect for me and my time. We were looking for engineers and we had this guy apply. He had a pretty sizable amount of relevant experience, 
experience to the job despite being a fresh graduate and had experiences in training in other fields related to the production industry. I asked him what position he was applying for and offered him the assistant production engineer based on his credentials alone. He looked at me with a disgusted face like I just insulted him. I asked him what was wrong and he replied, nothing really. It seems like a pretty good position, but I want something better because I can clearly see you are impressed by my resume. I took the bait and partly also due to our immediate need for engineers, asked him what his preferred position would be. He immediately answered that he wanted a supervisory position like the general production manner. I asked him why he wanted such a position. His reply, seems like one of those jobs where I can sit in the office and play games on my phone all day without having to actually do anything. I quickly gave an excuse to end the interview right there and just told him we would call him. We didn't. Moral of the story, never tell your potential employer you just want to sit on your ass all day and do nothing. People that show up to an interview in dirty sweatpants and a hoodie or whatever and had no idea what the position really was. It happened more than once. Pharmacy tech assistant. I got a text message response to a voicemail I left responding to an application saying, hey, I'm at the Steelers game, so I obviously don't want to talk about a job today. How's Monday looking for you? I'm available 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. I didn't even respond. I called an applicant who answered, who the fuck? Who is this? I went on to further embarrass him by informing him I want to talk about application, but never mind. He proceeded to tell me I was a lying bitch and that my area code on his caller said I was in a different city, but he's no idiot. Literally the neighboring area code. So the small things. I won't hire total assholes. I'm reading this thread as a hiring manager for more or less janitorial position, and we are so badly hurting for employees at that spot that we'll pretty much hire anyone that applies as long as they clear the background check and drug screen. Raggedy clothes, you're hired. Don't really have great answers to questions, you're hired. Can't really explain or give a reason for the stuff on the application, you're hired. You physically show up to the interview, hired. It's crazy that the people that interview the best show up dressed as well as they can be in their means and clearly want the job are more often than not the ones that get shot down because of background. Sucks that the one getting hired over them quit two weeks in because they don't like cleaning things up. Edit. It's not my idea to have the jug screen as a one-time thing. Treating everyone but the hiring manager disrespectfully. I was in a management position in fast food. I didn't do the hiring, but one minor responsibility was accepting applications that people brought in and answering any initial questions. The hiring manager always listened to the other manager's initial impressions of the applicant. So many applications were thrown out of the stack without ever being considered because the applicant didn't think anyone mattered but the person that made the final decision. I even had one lady come in and basically tell us that she would definitely be hired and be placed over us in management and that she planned on cleaning up our act. We had a good laugh with the hiring manager before tossing her app in the trash. That was Ask Reddit hiring. <clears throat> Explain like I'm five. What exactly is a coma and how does our body decide when or if to wake up from one? A coma is a state of unconsciousness which someone cannot be roused, which is what differentiates it from something like sleep, for example. During sleep, we are unconscious, but with the right stimulus, shouting, poking, etc., we will wake. Coma is different and caused by a lot of reasons. Some are intentional. My job as an 
That is, means I intentionally induce a coma using drugs. This means people are unconscious, cannot feel pain, and crucially cannot be woken until I decide they can. This is very useful for having an operation, but also what is typically referred to in the news as a medically induced coma. We are anesthetizing a patient to allow, allow recovery, usually in an intense care environment. People can be in a coma because of abnormal level of toxins in the blood, byproducts such as urea, ammonia, urea, a product of normal physiology which increases if the kidney don't work, ammonia, again normal and very low mass but increase if the liver doesn't work, or medications, intentional overdoses of medicines such as benzopenes or opioids. These people in comas may improve once the body clears the problem as they are reversible. The problem lies with the increased amount of the drug or toxin affecting normal function of the brain. Most commonly this is alcohol. More concerning are comas due to issues with the brain itself. This might do be due to a bleed such as seen in trauma, a stroke where the brain doesn't get enough oxygen and dies in an increase in pressure inside the skull which reduces blood supply and means the brain doesn't get enough oxygen. In these cases, coma may be irreversible unless the brain delivered oxygen and normally unless the brain is delivered oxygen in minutes. This can be seen in people who have a cardiac arrest. Their brain has been starved of oxygen but it cannot function normally even if it has a heartbeat return. It's the most basic function that the brain still possesses. The person is alive in the sense of having a heartbeat and breathing. They're in a coma because the area responsible for consciousness have been irreversibly damaged and no stimulus will help promote wakefulness. Hopefully that helps. Often it's not the body itself that decides when to wake up, more the resolution is possible of whatever is causing it in the first place, and hoping no lasting damage occurred in the meantime. Explain like I'm five. How does a group of animators split the load to produce a uniform film when each of them draws differently? For non-digital works, they typically use templates and strict divisions of labor. One person or small group draws the outline, another group fills it in, another group does the shading, etc. For digital works, different animators are responsible for very specific items and then share their work. One person or small team will collectively create clothing or hair or skin textures. Another group works on a skeleton that you can then put the textures on. Another group then works specifically on the motion and movement. Another group on lighting and shading. They're using the same items, assets is what they're typically called. Skeleton team saves the model and all the other ones can download it for their use. Texture team saves clothing or skin or whatnot and every other team can download it and use it so that the digital assets are the same across everyone's department. Finally, there's editing that happens just like a movie. Just like in live actions, there are editors to make sure everyone Everything makes sense and that the people look the same between shots. There are the editors for animation that ensure there isn't noticeable deviation between frames. Explain like I'm five. Why do some forms of pain, like stretching a sore back or picking a scab, feel so incredibly satisfying? Hurts so good. I don't think there's a simple, single explanation to all of the situations you're asking about, but in regards to stretching a sore muscle, your movement pushes your body to the pain threshold, which draws your attention to it, and then you release. The pain dissipates so quickly, the release, release, the release hits you like the most sublime freight train. Removing scabs is part of healing. A giant, crusty scab works well at first to stop the bleeding, keep infection out, but after a while, its size can hinder healing. It itches to signal it might be time to remove it. The new skin under the removed scab is better off exposed so it can grow and the new smaller scabs can heal faster. 
and I pulled infected looking scab and had healthy looking ones grow in. So sometimes a little bleeding is good. Your body is telling you it's time. Stretching feels good because both immobility and movement are good for muscle healing. You're, you stretch to loosen up and get blood flowing, which lets the muscle dump waste and gave nutrients, then go back to immobilizing it to protect it. Ask Reddit. Older generations of Reddit, who are the I don't use computers people of your time? Digital clocks are lazy. As silly as this is, I think the analog clocks will always be around. As a nearsighted person, I spend often read an analog when my eyes can't see a digital one. No car of mine will have electric windows. You're asking for trouble, Uncle Fred. My grandpa used to tell me that he was basically set for life because he learned to read and write. Maths illiteracy weren't as long ago as we like to think. My grandfather refused to get a VCR, but not because he was a Luddite. VCRs were all made in Japan, and he had fought in the Pacific in World War II, so he refused to buy anything Japanese. Ask Reddit. People who blast music on their cell phone during a train or bus commute and choose not to wear headphones. Why? Shut up, homo, when I ask why they do it. I think those people, they just literally don't care or they're not aware. Or they just think they're better than people. Narcissist. I seem to kick them by accident every single time. I must be the clutchiest guy ever. These type of people generally have a massive chip on their shoulder. It's a weird power thing. Ever been in driving in a really shitty part of town and notice how some able-bodied people take five minutes to shuffle across the street while you wait? That's on purpose. That's their petty revenge against you for not being a shit person like they are. They know you won't just run them over or get out of your car so they wield this tiny bit of power over you. It's just a pathetic flex that makes a small person feel like a big person. You're stuck in a shitty person's sphere of influence. That spirit extends as far as they can without potentially involving the cops or catching a beating. So basically they can be annoying as fuck short of something that's worth getting in a fight over. So we get full volume shitty music on the bus. We get the guy rapping to himself on the subway. The guy shouting full blast at his girlfriend over the phone. Gender reversal entirely likely as well. And they only get worse in groups because the odds of getting in a fight are lower. It turns from passive annoyance to active aggression over nothing. I've never heard it explained so perfectly. Kudos. If Japan has Godzilla as their guardian monster, who would be the guardian monster of some other places? Denmark has Holger Dusk, a warrior who right now is sitting in the crypt waiting for Denmark to be invaded so he'll wake up and slay our enemies. King, King Arthur for England. Legend is that the greatest, the country's greatest time of need, he will return to lead us. Australia would have Steve Irwin. The USA would just bring back Teddy Roosevelt. Dude was a bad motherfucker. Wales. Country of Wales, a dragon. 
The USA has a lot of old folklore from the tribal cultures. I can imagine some of them being brought to life and becoming living nightmares to the world. Scotland has a unicorn as its national animal. Ask Reddit, what's the fastest way to get out of a conversation? Walk backwards into a bush. Tell them you just remembered that you have to return some videotapes. Say, I have to go to the bathroom and don't come back anymore. Oh, sorry, I have to go change my tampon. I shat myself. <laughs> just got word that my village is missing their idiot. Best be off. Say, excuse me, and walk away. Get one of those fake call apps and schedule your phone to ring. Sorry, I have to take this. Works every time. That's a good idea. Take your pants off. Jump out of the plane. Well, it's been great to see you, but I really need to insert some reasonable sounding BS here. Works for me 9 out of 10 as I come across a really personal human being, apparently. But I actually, I prefer to talk to no one. My mates are always saying controversial things like, for example, a woman's place is in the home. I just follow up with, well, on that note, I'm out. <laughs> Gets a few laughs and it's an easy exit. Ask Reddit, you're given one statistic that would hover above anybody you see. What would you choose? Disposition towards me. I could tell at a glance when I'm making someone like me more or less. That would be a very powerful tool. Then someone says, nah, in every conversation you'd be overly monitoring it and then second-guessing every word you say. Stopping sentences when you realize they aren't responding well and it would end up compounding on itself and you end up never talking to anyone because it's too stressful. Their real-time romantic attraction to me would make flirting and dating a lot easier. Or a lot harder when the grandma next door asks you over for some milk and cookies and chill. Y'all are too normal. I'd want to see the time pass since masturbation. Imagine sitting in a class and a weird kid's timer turns to zero. <laughs> Next comment. Yeah, I'm going to say that's a hard pass for me. <laughs> Likelihood of banging me. And then someone commented, why would you want to see zeros above everyone? How likely they are to give me money if I just ask. This can be the ultimate. Then I can be the ultimate hobo. And then someone commented, this, this would work. I actually love that one. I always wonder, like, I think about that, like, asking someone for money, but I'm like, there's no way they would give me money, but that would be so useful. Percentage horny. How much they hate me and want me to shut up. Trustworthiness. How many people they've killed. Imagine walking through a horde of zeros and bumping into a grandma with a 45. Whether or not they are lying after any statement they make. A built-in lie detector. That would be useful. Happiness slash depression level. If anyone's ever lost one expectedly to suicide, it's 100% always I never saw it coming. Wow. How many times I've seen them before date and time of death i would like to be a creepy oracle and weird everyone out by telling you all right let's switch it up 
um, ask Reddit, you are able to restart life from the very beginning and keep all the knowledge you previously had. Would you take the opportunity? Why or why not? I don't think I would. Top comment? With all the knowledge? Absolutely. I'd biff tanning the fuck out of all of you. Nurse. It's a boy. Baby. Invest in Apple. Bitcoin. Sell around 15k and Google and Microsoft and Netflix. I use one year's college tuition and spend it all in Bitcoin. Wait seven years until December 2017 and sell them all. Profit. Oh my god. Only when I'm on my deathbed would I decide to restart. NG plus, baby. Life gets 17% harder, though. I've had that exact thought many times. I would say yes, as long as that doesn't cause paradoxes. Ask Reddit. Gamers of Reddit, what was the most morally wrong thing you've done in a video game? Helped catch sex slaves in Fallout 3. I enslaved a child. Dated three girls on Minecraft at once. In quotes. Comment, next comment. Girls. As Mario, I dropped that lost baby penguin to its death hundreds of times. Remember, no Russian. Killing defenseless addicts in New Vegas. I was surprised by the lack of responses that talk about the Sims. There's so much morally wrong shit that people do in that game. My brother used to build four walls around the Sims so tight it could only stand then put one window in the wall where his sim would sit down and eat a pizza while the imprisoned sim would starve to death. Hunted large predatory creatures and crafted armor and weapons from their body parts in order to kill more large predatory creatures. Euthanizing the companion cube. I don't even like reading these. Ask Reddit. If every country in the world was a kid in the playground, what would each country be doing? Ask Reddit. If every country in the world was a kid in the playground, what would each country be doing? Norway here. The kid would probably be playing alone on the swings while bragging about how good our social security is while no one listens. India would be at home studying because our parents said we can't play because their friend's kid got a better grade. Britain. Playing tag, getting pissed off, and telling every kid they aren't playing anymore while still hanging around and occasionally tagging people. <laughs> Canada is that kid with social cue issues, is a bit too nice so it's awkward. No one ever has a bad thing to say about them, but there's something different. North Korea would be alone hiding under one of the pieces of playground equipment with a piece of pa- a lined paper taped up with top secret clubhouse, keep out, scrawled across it in crayon. Oh my god. Australia is that one little kid who's had too much sugar and is going haywire on the play equipment while little brother NZ does everything Australia does but calmer and better. 
Ireland would be buddy-buddy with everyone, but secretly bitches about them all. The Netherlands, depending on the age, either running people over with three-wheeled bikes or smoking weed around the corner. If every country, ask Reddit, if every country in the world was a kid in the playground, what would each country be doing? <clears throat> in Finland, the kid would be quietly building sandcastles and not talking to anyone. Swiss, the only child in the family, and has his own playground in his fortress because he doesn't interact with, want to interact with other children. Japan will be the kid shouting anime quotes whilst wielding a stick as a face sword. Bolivia would ask for a bit of Chile's food, see, and Chile would go in a rant. The world wars would just be one hell of a snowball fight with the occasional glass rock or bit of ice in the snowballs. From the Philippines, it's that one kid with the phone bragging on how he got his new Mobile Legends skin. England would be separating themselves from the rest of the Europeans. Scotland would be a stupid kid who would dare, who would do any dare and be getting chased by the police 24-7. Australia will be playing with the insects in the sand. Syria is probably just trying to fight ISIS, probably because ISIS got his toy. Then Syria called his friends and they are still fighting. New Zealand would be that pretty chill kid that no one notices. South Africa will be propping up someone's tricycle on bricks and stealing the wheels. Russia will just be drinking vodka and laying naked in the snow. Iraq would be in the sandbox who tries to bully people but can't. Indonesia is walking in a circle backwards. Finland would be the younger cousin hovering around the Scandies. They let her take part in the Mom told us to take care of her kind of way, but they're mostly playing with each other. Sweden's keeping an eye on Finland, though. Finland doesn't like Russia because Aunt USSR was always really mean, and Russia isn't all that different. Finland gets into mischief with Estonia every now and then. Finland likes Estonia and scratches Estonia's back when she can. Finland has a sitter notice on a chan crush on Sweden with a hint of rivalry and doesn't really pay much attention to the rest of the Scandies. Norway would be hanging out with the EU gang, but never part of it. What costs a fortune, but you would pay for it just to try one? Ask Reddit. What costs a fortune, but you would pay for it to try just one? Zero gravity. Yes, be in space. I dropped a lot of money to travel to Chicago and eat at Alania last year. Michelin starred restaurants cost a fortune, but are so worth it. I just read a review that said Michelin star restaurants and them suck. Better just get homemade pizza. Don't be bougie. Space tourism. A visit to the International Space Station. Hell yeah, that would be cool. Hell, I'd be just floating up there and cleaning everything all day. But man, I could see the amazing view for a few months. Someone commented, sex. BDSM with a professional dominatrix. Good ones are probably expensive. Wagyu beef as opposed to the less expensive ragu beef. Two chicks at the same time, man. Someone commented, that's it. You do two chicks at the same time. I'm actually very much considering paying whatever the cost is to have a go in a high-end sports car. That would actually be really cool.
someone commented, happiness. Suki Yabashi Hiro Sushi. I think there's a documentary on Netflix about him. Paramotoring. The YouTube videos look so fun, but the hobby itself is super expensive. Deep Sea Exploration a la James Cameron. Being debt free. A meal at one of the finest French restaurants. Playing in the World Series of Poker main event. It's 10,000 to enter, but it's such a unique opportunity. Imagine being able to enter a competition against Tiger Woods or LeBron James. Every who's who of poker plays in the main event. Real first class airline ticket. Not that silly American version, real first. Moving to a foreign country just to learn the language and struggle with the culture without the fear of trying to figure out life when you get back. NBA Finals tickets. Ask Reddit, what's a double standard that really just grinds your gears? When I was three to ten years old, I would get reprimanded for being mad, but when my 50-year-old dad threw a hizzy fit and broke shit, I got to level with him and be patient because he's mad. I noticed similar shit with other families as well. Parents can get angry all the time for no good reason, but as soon as a kid shows it, it's the end of the world. Dude, those are kind of facts. How famous or powerful people are exempt from the rules the rest of us are subject to. My 15-year-old cousin was grounded because she had protected sex with her boyfriend for the first time but got paranoid anyway and took a plan B. My aunt found the box, went nuts on her, calling her a little slut and barely a woman, and she's been grounded since fucking January and has no phone. Meanwhile, my other cousin, male, 16, was caught with hickeys on his hip bones in the family reunion. He got a beer, a bunch of praises, and the very same aunt called him a little heartbreaker. I was furious. Men tending to their own children being called babysitters. I used to wear kilts. The number of times I've been groped or had my kilt pulled up by a woman in public is silly. It's always the same, just checking. If I did that to a woman, I'd get thrown in jail. Damn. Expecting women to automatically be interested in babies and children, but there's no such expectation for men. Okay, that's like biological though. I was arrested for a DV for pushing my ex off of me. It took my parents on the outside to go through three of my email cloud drives to find videos and voice recordings of when my ex would slap me in the face and yell at me and pushing me and just staying quiet and putting my hands up to protect my face. Even after presenting that evidence, it took several character references later from people that knew me for them to drop the charges against me. Even then, they kept the restraining order active because they think I'll retaliate for some reason. That's how they treat a guy when a female accuses them of DV in the state of Cali. If I go out for a meal with my girlfriend and pay for it, or buy her a gift outside of Christmas, birthdays, Valentine's, then I'm being a good boyfriend. If she does the same for me, then I'm a poor, deadbeat slob, and she deserves better than me. I've also been conditioned to feel the same. My first thought when she does something nice for me, especially if it costs her money, is that I'll I have to pay her back somehow, rather than just enjoy and appreciate the thing. Interesting. How often women are told to smile. My old boss used to say it to me and other female workers all the time. Never once heard him say it to any of our male co-workers. I'm not crying sexism or anything. It's just super annoying. Women should smile, though. People who consider and preach that Facebook is the devil, yet they're still heavy users and evangelists of Instagram. It's cute. Women can wear skirts to work when it gets hot. Men are not allowed shorts in any kind of professional capacity. Dude, that one. I always wanted to wear shorts at work. 
I heard not that long ago some male bus drivers in some European country protested by wearing skirts to work. As a large, sweaty, hairy male, I wish more places were as enlightened. A buddy of mine goes around all the time talking about how amazing sex with his wife is, but when I talk about how amazing sex with my, with, with his wife is, I'm an asshole and get punched in the face. <laughs> if I get mad about something that I should be mad about, I have a bad attitude, but when my dad starts yelling and shit because we are out of bread, he's allowed to act like a five-year-old even though he's 42. When a conversation turns to a debate about some hot topic... I hate the blatant disrespect people can get away with when running with their crowd. I hate it when I'm in the midst of the conversation and the other person turns all manner of insults and name calling, but if I don't keep a level head, I'm the asshole. Pockets. Why do men's clothes get them a women's dole? I have just as much to carry around as anyone. You need experience to get a, get a job, but only jobs can give you experience. How bosses just get free immunity to the same status effects that I have to spend a bunch of staff points and specialized gear and consumables just to not get destroyed by. It's the guy's job to make the first move or ask a girl out. As an extremely introverted person, fuck that double standard. The way a large portion of people in the U.S. can walk into a dispensary and buy weed, meanwhile people in other parts of the U.S. are going to jail for weed really pisses me off. It generally, generally bothers me that people give such flack to men about showing affection for other men. I even know guys whose dads stopped kissing their cheeks' heads when they got too old so it wouldn't seem as inappropriate. I tell my girlfriends that they're beautiful and love them all the time and we always hug and kiss cheeks when we meet or part ways. It's sad that guys, guys don't get to do that without being seen as gay or feminine. A woman can joke about having a jaw full of dildos and everyone giggles, but if a man jokes about having a fleshlight or a prostate massager, he actually, he's actually an undercover pervert and homosexual. The joke is just his way of veiling his perversity. Double standards. My female friend can call me a dick all day, but the first cunt that comes out of my mouth declares World War III. Girlfriend can say how Jason Momoa makes her wet, but be damned if I mention how hot Dana Reese is. That when a woman cries, it's okay, but when a man does it, it's a show of weakness. We have emotions too. We get sad, and yes, we do sit down and cry it out but when we can't. But we can't get help because real men don't cry. And that's when some of us get angry for no apparent reason. We need a shoulder to cry on. Not a lecture about being a pitiful excuse of a human. Next section. Ask Reddit, do you sleep naked? Why or why not? After reading all the replies here, I feel like I'm the only one who does both just randomly. Every night, because the dick can't be held down, held back, or presented into submission. The dick must be free. Not normally, because if there's a fire, I don't want to have to get dressed before running out. Also, because I sleepwalk on occasion. I don't, because a fart can't be trusted after 40. Sir, this is Wendy's. <laughs> For me, it's stress. When I was doing my master's, my stress level got so high and the top end, I was not eating healthy. So yeah, you can imagine. I'm generally pretty good at knowing when my body wants to eject stuff out of my orifices, but when you are eating crap, sleeping five hours, prevents the stress. The occasional midnight fart might become a shark, something I never remember doing. Stress really takes a toll. Uh, yeah, maybe don't sleep naked, but I think, I mean, who has not slept naked before? All right, that was Ask Reddit. Let me know if you guys enjoyed that section. 
too afraid to ask. Why is nobody posting about the bombings in Sri Lanka, which have killed 200 plus people, while everyone's posting about the New Zealand massacre where 50 people died? I've seen two posts in total about the bombings in Sri Lanka. Meanwhile, I saw hundreds of posts about both Notre Dame and the Christchurch shooting. Why is this? In my country, or at least my state, the bombings had an emergency banner at the bottom of the screen on the news while covering other topics. I don't know if they've covered it since. They probably have, but yeah, so far it seems to be less important to media. There isn't too much information out either. Too afraid to ask. Reddit.com Why is it can black people be racist to white people? Asked every other week and consistently gets popular. This may be downvoted to hell, but I really don't care at this point. So far, I've seen at least three posts make it big that are all essentially asking the same question. What's with the racism against white people? I'm not against discussion, and I believe a lot can be had over a topic as polarizing as race. One of the other posts has a bunch of discussions on it already. Maybe it's just me, but I like hearing genuinely new and interesting questions, not one that have been recycled again and again. Edit, I didn't expect this to blow up this way. Thank you for that. Race is a hot topic. It affects everyone in some capacity. People want to act like being any other than ashamed of being white is extreme alt-right nature, which has frustrated some users. There are even users here who claim that you cannot be racist against whites. All these just stir the pot. You see things in red as they build up. A few months ago, we were, just, we were getting questions about transsexuals every week. And a few weeks to months from now, there was some other hot topic that will come through here and people will claim this. During the trans question we were breeding turf during the last month we were breeding racist race is a big issue right now and anecdotally a lot of reddit is white men 70% of reddit users are white 66% of users are male fuck the concept of race we don't call Russians Asian for living in Asia because they have Asian eyes people who come from outside of America come here and they're like race what's that well, I'm this ethnicity or that ethnicity, but I don't think I'm this race that you're trying to identify me with. Cultural oppression is so obvious to foreigners when they come to the U.S. The 2010 American Census asked if Hispanics are black or white. Hispanic is an ethnicity, not a race, according to the Census Bureau. Try not to be racist, guys. I don't know, the only way to stop is to surround yourself with people of different races so you get used to it too afraid to ask why is it acceptable to joke and make fun of christian traditions but not about islam every now and then when scrolling on reddit or instagram i see jokes and banter about the christian religion especially during easter these are normally light jokes poking fun at jesus etc i usually don't mind them but when someone pokes fun at allah or islam it is considered as a hate crime and you're labeled an islamophobe and this goes for more than just religion. It can be about race, gender, weight, etc. Don't get me wrong, I don't mind the jokes. I get that they're jokes. I just don't understand why it's become acceptable to joke about certain groups of people and their belief, but not others. Best reply. As an atheist, I personally see jokes about all religions. I think part of the reason people joke about Islam less is because they're afraid they will be harmed in some way. Also, in places with largely Christian populations, people are just less familiar with religions outside of Christianity. People usually joke about things they're familiar with. 
another reply. I think it revolves around Christian hegemony in Western society or its socio-political dominance. Whatever is most hegemonic, typically the majority is already pretty well established and normalized, so it's perceived as more okay to joke about it. This is compared to minorities who are joking about them, as another user's commentary could be seen to further other it or justify its dehumanization. It's the same for joking about men versus women. Because masculinity is hegemonic, joking about it like go chop me some wood or small dick jokes aren't really perceived dehumanizing, whereas the jokes about women being in the kitchen or always being moody are considered to be more harmful because femininity, A, has a history of being degraded, B, is less prominent praise in society. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Too afraid to ask. Just wondering. Do fish drink? Best answer. Only vodka. Them dudes have work in the morning. <laughs> Someone commented, Google it. Too afraid to ask. Can priests masturbate? Best answer. I mean, no, in the sense that their religion prohibits them from doing this because it is a sin. A sin. To Christians, masturbation is considered a sin. Sadly, that does not stop me. So I believe that the vast majority of priests masturbate because it's a widespread human habit that honestly everyone does. Someone commented, no, the altar boys do it for them. Too afraid to ask. Eiffel Tower goes dark to honor Sri Lankan attack victim. World news from Reddit. Canada Revenue Agency writes off 133 million owed by one taxpayer. Tax agency refused to identify person or corporation getting write off. World news. Jewish effigy hanged and burned in disturbing Easter ritual in Poland. World Jewish Congress voices disgust and outrage after sculpture made to look like stereotypical Jew hanged and burned in Polish town of Przemysl on Good Friday. Comedian Volbonir Zelensky elected president of Ukraine after landslide victory. That's funny. World news. A Vancouver woman is sounding the alarm for millions of Canadians who have credit and debit cards after information about her debit card was shared when it shouldn't have been. World news. Nothing help but nothing wrong with help from Russians, Trump lawyer says. Alright, let's switch over. guys for tuning in today relationship advice this is a thread I was looking for yesterday relationship advice keep in mind most of these comments are skewed one way my husband wants me to get a boob job my husband wants me to get a boob job we've been married for six years I have smallish breasts which I'm okay with but my husband is often suggesting I have a boob enlargement I don't want to go through all that pain. I've always been this size and was like, 
this when we met and it never seemed to bother him then. Am I right to be upset? I've tried saying I'm happy the way I am and that he was happy enough when we met. Why is it now an issue? I don't want to feel insecure, but I'm starting to. He also often talks about his hair as he's becoming bald. It's absolutely not a problem for me and I made some small jokes about it in the past that he's convinced it is a problem. He wants to get a hair transplant and he usually brings that up when he talks about my boob job, almost like he would under the undergo that procedure in exchange for my boob job. He probably looks better with more hair, but I still love the way he looks now and I don't need him to change. We're having less sex lately, about one time every two weeks, and I'm always initiating. I'm starting to feel rejected and insecure. What should I do? My husband wants me to get a boob job. Top comment. You have every right to be upset. I would be pissed personally. Getting breast plans Breast implants is major surgery. It's not a walk in the park. Have you asked him why now? Not to mention they can legitimately poison your body and ruin your life. No one will admit it, but an expert who looks at first breast implants said if you absolutely have to change them every 10 years or so, and it's not a matter of if they will burst, but when. One woman was completely traumatized by the experience, thought she was going crazy. The doctors put them in. Most often don't talk about this or stay there for life. It's a major surgery and one you may have to repeat many times. Do you want a boob job? Because you do it for somebody else, it will be the biggest mistake of your life. If you like your body the way it is, that is perfectly fine. Don't try to change it for someone else's happiness. It will make you miserable. What guarantees do you have you will not have other requests next time? What else doesn't he like about your body? Will he ask you to change yourself against your own needs and desires and wishes? A boob job is such a personal thing too. It has to be something you need. If you're comfortable in your body, then don't change anything about it. A boob job is not like a haircut. It is not like painting your nails, and to that extent, it isn't even the same as getting a tattoo. Relationship advice. How do I tell my sister I don't want my unvaccinated nieces to visit my newborn? So a little bit of pretext. I live several states away from my family, so seeing them is far and few between. On January, I found out I was pregnant after losing twins last year, so my family is ecstatic, to say the least. My sister and her husband are going through some financial issues, so I understand it's difficult to make a trip to visit. So it came to the shock when she suggested the other day they wanted to plan a trip up here when the baby's born. The problem is she's an anti-vaxxer. I think vaccinations are way overrated, personally. I have two nieces, seven and four, who haven't gotten a single vaccine in their life. I love my sister dearly but she firmly deceives, believes in the hype surrounding their dangers, along with many beliefs with Western medicine. They have no health insurance, and when the kids are sick, she takes them to a chiropractor. Every food must be gluten-free, organic, natural, because without testing, she just knows her children have egg dye and gluten allergies. Ironically, she's also a massive germaphobe. Okay, I'm kind of understanding the poster's uh, hesitation here. Keeping her kids homeschooled. My point is not to knock her. My point is just how much of a lifestyle this whole thing is, and therefore not as easy as just saying she does one thing but not the other. She's a full 100% on board with the term vegan, crunchy, granola mom. Last year, she talked about coming up alone to visit my twins, which wasn't a problem. We were vaccinated as children. Now her mentioning bringing up the kids when my baby's about two or three months old, and therefore not up to date with shots, is sadly not an option. I was scared before, but now with the measles making a comeback, I'm even more freaked out and don't know how to word this. I know she's going to be offended, and she's going to be upset. It's not an option or it's a debate. She chooses to believe in not vaccinating, but my husband and I firmly believe in science, medicine. After losing two children, I'll be damned if I put another child in harm's way. Any advice on how I can wear this to soften the blow would be very much appreciated. Like I said, it's not a negotiation. It's a firm no, they can't come, but I'm sure there's a better way to word it than that. I'm terrified your children are going to kill mine. Top answer. 
say it directly to her as you have here. Unless your nieces are vaccinated, I don't want them around my daughter. This is not up for debate. Then ignore any venom she spits. Act like nothing has happened. Normalize the rejection of these wankers. You either say, I don't want my unvaccinated nieces to visit my newborn, or you are evasive and just avoid seeing her. Then lean to the former. In the meantime, be nice, talk about other things, say nice things about pictures of her kids on social media. Eventually, your child will have all the shots and the risk will be manageable. Whooping cough can kill your child and measles is no joke. Stand your ground. So couple jokes for you guys thanks for listening so far Um, so we've learned stay focused be your best version guys make sure that you're doing everything you can to get ahead in life because um it's all about just just staying focused, taking it day by day, and uh, really just just doing your best because every moment uh, something's gonna be different. I'll tell you guys a joke quickly. A team of archaeologists archaeologists were working in Jerusalem when they found a slab of rock with five figures carved on it. In order, the figures were one, a woman, a donkey, a shovel, a fish, a star of David. After months of studying the rock and figures on it, the leader took the rock and went on a lecture tour. He said the carvings were several thousands of years old, but even so, they revealed a lot about the people of that time. The woman being placed first in the line of figures indicated that women were held in very high esteem. It was most likely a family-oriented culture. The donkey indicated that they had domesticated animals. They probably used the donkey to till the fields. The shovel shows they were intelligent and they knew how to make tools. The first, the fish shows they knew how to augment the crops they raised by also reaping from the sea. The Star of David, of course, indicates they were a very religious group of people. A little old man in the front row finally got the attention of the speaker. When acknowledged, he said, I'm sorry to harm your conclusions, but you are reading it left to right. In Hebrew, we read from right to left. That way it reads... Holy mackerel, dig the ass on that woman. My girlfriend makes me want to become a better person. Mostly so I can get a better girlfriend. I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger eating a chocolate egg. I said to him, I bet you know what your favorite Christian festival is. He said... Have to love Easter, baby. What gets longer when pulled, fits between breasts, slides neatly into a hole, has choked people when used improperly, and works best when jerked? A seatbelt. If you're ever skydiving and your parachute fails to open, don't panic. You will have the rest of your life to try and fix it. Two priests are standing by the side of the road, holding up a sign that reads, The end is near. Turn yourself around now before it's too late. They plan to hold up the sign to each passing car. 
Leave us alone, you religious nut, yells the first driver as he speeds by from around the curve. The priest hears screeching tires and a big splash. Do you think, one priest says to another, it would be better to shorten the sign to bridge out instead? <laughs> Kung Fu student asks his teacher, Master, why does my ability not improve? I'm always defeated. And the master, pensive and forever patient, answers, My dear pupil, have you seen the gulls flying by the setting sun and their wings steaming like flames? Yes, my master, I have. And a waterfall spilling mightily over the stones without taking anything out of its proper place. Yes, my master, I've witnessed it. And the moon, when it touches the calm water to reflect all of its enormous beauty. Yes, my master, I've also seen this marvelous phenomenon. That is the problem. You keep watching all this shit instead of training. I was sitting at a bar last night, and this Asian-looking fella sits down next to me and takes a sip of beer. I glance over at him and ask if he knows any of those martial arts like Kung Fu, Karate, or Jiu Jitsu. He says, no, what the fuck, man? Yes, because I'm Chinese? I said, no, it's because you're drinking my beer. I had a dream I was a car. When I woke up, I was exhausted. A man is walking through a local mall and noticed a Mexican bookstore. The man goes in, as he's never seen a Mexican bookstore before. He browses for a while and then approaches the clerk and asks, do you have the book on Trump's foreign policies with Mexico? The first reply, fuck you, get out and stay out. The man replies, yep, that's the one. A boy asks his daughter, what's the difference between theory and reality? Well, son, go ask your mother if she would sleep for a stranger for $1 million. The boy asks the mother, mom, would you sleep with a stranger for $1 million? The mom said, well, I guess I would, son. The boy goes back to his dad and tells him what his father says. Now go ask your sister if she sleeps with a stranger for $1 million. Okay, dad. So the boy asks his sister the same question. She says, well, I guess I would. So the boy goes back to his dad and tells him. The dad says, see, there it is. In theory, we are sitting on $2 million, but in reality, we just live with two wars. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh. Electricity is like a wife. It's cheaper to take your neighbor. What do you call a prison cell with a quarter penny and a dime in it? A Nicholas Cage. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today, this segment of the podcast. This is Monday, day after Easter. Uh, we turned, the Notre Dame fire just happened. Uh, hearts go out of people in Sri Lanka. Um, we have 150 people were killed in bombings. Everybody stay strong. Recording from the chat, Tennessee. Stand up, Atlanta. Protect your heart. Use your voice. Love you guys so much. Uh, make sure to leave this a rating on iTunes. Tell a friend about it. Tweet this podcast. Um, thank you so much. Check out my blog, davidatl.wordpress.com. I love your face. Uh, and stay tuned for the next episode. We out here. We grinding. This is our year, guys. I love you. Share this podcast. Thank you.